Previously on Quest Friends Forever. I am the mayor of downtown. Welcome to my fine city. My name is Cadillac Margarita. I do not trust this person. There is a, a favor you could do for us here in a return for our hospitality to you. There's a house a few miles outside of town. This house has been there as far back as anyone here can remember. No one's ever seen anyone go in or out. Recently, we started thinking of building a new road out of town, you see. And this house just sits right where we want to build this fine road. So I sent two of my constituents to that house with a generous offer to purchase the place and the land around it if necessary. Thing is, though, my two men never did come back. So about four days ago, I sent two of my deputies out there to investigate the situation. And wouldn't you know it, my deputies haven't come back yet either. So I'd like y'all, in return for my hospitality, to go out there and maybe bring my folks back. It sounds like a non-consensual swindle. You know, I don't know why you folks would be refusing such a humble request to help some innocent folks who were missing. Especially with the protector of the druids in your midst. I hope you would agree, and I see that my hopes have been answered. I will see you when you get back. Once again, you four are being driven in your cart by horse, 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 and horse, heading east in the direction of the mysterious house that Cadillac Margarita has tasked you with investigating. The modest farmlands of Nowntown have started to give way to windswept plains of barren-looking dirt stretching out for miles in front of you. Whatever road the mayor was talking about building for city expansion, you can tell it's going to need to go far beyond this area, because there is nothing out here aside from cacti, the occasional tumbleweed, and sun rays so brutal they could even make Val thirsty. Am I supposed to do a thing there? And I go, ouch. Sure. (laughs) Jared and Ellie are riding the two front horses, driving the cart, while Stephanie sits in the back of the cart with Val, leafing through DJ's notebook. You've been traveling for about an hour now, waiting for this house to appear somewhere on the horizon. Ellie hasn't spoken since you left Nowntown, but as the cart ambles over the dirt, she quickly looks behind her to make sure Stephanie isn't paying attention before turning back and speaking quietly to Jared. Hey, um, I I feel like I really screwed up back there. Do you, do you think she's mad at me? I don't think she's mad at you. I think it's a, it's a stressful situation. There's no reason to be down on yourself. It's just that that, that slimy mare guy called, it, called her out as the protector, and I I didn't do anything. Like... That's the whole reason I'm out here on the road with her is is to deflect attention and to take charge, you know, and make sure nobody recognizes us. But I just, I just froze up and no one has called us out like that before. And I didn't know what to do. And I, I feel like I failed. You didn't fail. His, uh, ambush is not your fault. His, his choice to do that was his own. He sucks. Fuck him. Uh, she laughs when you swear and she goes, Oh, Oh my. (laughs) Yeah, straight up, fuck him, he sucks, and we're just going to get done with this little mission, and we'll never have to see him again, hopefully. Oh, I hope so, and I hope I hope he doesn't, honestly, I hope he doesn't have any news about the Petrichor Forest, because I'm kind of afraid to find out, or I'm afraid he might lie about it, you know? I, I honestly think he's lying about knowing anything, and if he says anything, it will also be a lie. I mean, that you did call him out. You did say that, that you didn't trust him, and then he did this whole thing to us, so maybe you're right, again. I guess. I don't know. He's a scammer. He's scamming us right now. He's scammed in the past and he'll scam in the future. I don't trust it. As as a scammer a scammer to scammer, I don't like him. I guess that's true. I guess you would know. Um 
I mean, I don't know if he's scamming us right now. Like, I, I, if the people are missing, we do have to help these people. Mm, I'll believe him when I see him. Oh, okay, okay. And uh, Ellie turns back to look at Stephanie again and then looks back out the road stoically. And as she turns back around, she uh, points her, her finger forward, Jared, that you see, and she goes, I, I think that's it? Is that it? And up in the distance, you spot a structure. It is the only building you've seen since you left downtown, and the only building you can see in any direction at this point. And as you start to get closer, you can see that it's a small, one-story house, the refraction of air making it look wavy in the heat waves. Ooh. I love a cinematic moment. I had to look up the thing that makes stuff look wavy in heat waves and learned it was called <laughs> refraction, so I put it in. Obsessed. Does this have like a Western movie color grading is what we're looking at here? Is this like a Old West? Everything's Sepi- orange Sepia? Sepia tones? Yeah, everything's sepia, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess, yeah, so we just get closer to the house, right? Do we notice anything outside? Uh, well, so you start to get closer to the house. Um, again, there's nothing else in any direction. There's like, again, some cacti. Um, but there's really nothing going on in this area. There's not like a another building or another house or anything. So uh, as you approach, are you just going to go right up to it? Or do we have some kind of uh, plan of approach that anybody wants to chime in on? I was going to say, I think we should inspect every single cacti within a five-mile radius uh, for a trapdoor and or presence. Fuck, you did it. You found it. <laughs> I use my passive perception of 24 and find whatever the fuck you want me to find. Uh, <laughs> she's going to do that all the time. She's going to do that a lot. Wow, we're really going to just speed through these adventures with that <laughs> perception level of shit. <laughs> yeah, puzzles and traps and people surprising you, which is out of the question now, I guess. Stephanie, can you can you use your passive perception to see how many horse bones are within the vicinity of this mm, building? Good point. How many horse bones do I find? Zero this time. Mm. It was just the one time. See, that is that is out of place. That means that there is something fishy going on here. Yeah, we should be cautious a, when there will always be a dead home. horse somewhere. When there is no dead horses, that means that there's a lot of them somewhere else. Especially in the sweltering heat. Why? Where? Where are the horse corpses? How could you have Western movie color grading? cinematic color grading and not a dead horse that makes no sense my goodness my goodness well i mean you joke david slash val but you do know four people have apparently come to this house in the past week and you know it took you an hour to get there by horse but there Mm. are no horses around interesting so you jest Mm. sir but yet you might be onto something Damn, it's like the the DM actually thought about this ahead of time. No, that's like the DM has some sort of trauma related to horse bones from previous adventures. Talk about storytelling. <laughs> my trauma of accidentally putting in horse bones in one story. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> learned my goddamn lesson. I mean, we're just really concerned about horse, 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 and Horace. Obviously, so. our best should. friends, They're... our besties. Like, they need to know that we love them. I can talk to them. We talk all the time, actually. It's, it's like, low-key, fine. Um, but, you know, I'm just trying. Got to help them out, you know? They're traumatized. How would you feel? Speaking of horse corpses, we did start a club called the Horse Corps at C-O-R-P-S, um, <laughs> where we are a group of um, fun horse, horse, uh, horse folk with big horse girl energy. Did you just name the group? Is that what we're called now? Horse Corps? Horse Corps? That's the genre of music you start with your new band. Horsecore? Oh, instead of, oh my God, hold on. I know we're derailing again and it's thanks to me. I'm so sorry. But 
uh, instead of the like, ooh, it's like, <laughs> <laughs> as a like, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. Oh, it's instead of a blast beat, it's a gallop. <gasps> so this is actually what, uh, so horse core is uh, the name of our horses, right? That's that's their horse core. Metal oh, they group. are the horse core. Okay, they they're are the horse core. And when we're often doing like you know like going, they're actually they're practicing. It's band yes. practice for them. It's band practice, yeah. What actually happens after that, even more so, <laughs> is that when we get closer to the Halloween episode of Quest Friends Forever, they're gonna put on a show. No, 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 no. Well, they, okay, yes, because that's how the episode starts is that they put on a show for the, the town folk, but then all of the dead horses at, over at the horse cemetery of the town uh, come back to life. And you find out that they're actually previous, they're actually horses from the previous war, the big war. So they were, so now. Oh, you mean the horse war? The horse war! The wait, horse wait, war! Wait, so there, were, there was a horse war, and then within the horse war, the soldiers that fought in the horse war were the horse corps, as in C O R P S. But now but then there's a horse corpse C O R P S E. Now they are now they are the horse core horse corpse fighting the horse core, which is hor- ho- horse 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 and horse. And has an idea. This entire uh, group is horse lore technically. Oh my god! <laughs> so yeah, naturally. Tune into our new podcast, uh, Horse Core. <laughs> okay, so we we're gonna need to do. A one-off at one point where the four of us play horse, 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 and Horus and have our own adventure. Oh, oh dibs on horse! Oh, I'm I call so dibs on horse. I think that's going to need to happen. Maybe that could be our Patreon introduction, our mm-hmm. Patreon episode. <sighs> you guys, what are... were we doing? What were we talking about? <laughs> okay, plan of approach. There's nothing fishy, especially not horse bones anywhere in the vicinity. Is there a front door? <laughs> of course, it's a house. Do I perceive okay. anything? Dirt. Okay. You're still you're uh you're say you're about uh fifty yards from the house at this point. So do we see any sort of tracks or anything? That would be investigation. So okay. that's not yeah. passive, Ooh. lady. That one you have to roll for with your twenty five passive perception. Ooh, that's a fourteen. Yeah. So as you get closer to this house, you notice that there are some tracks on the ground. Uh, there are horse tracks, and then as you get closer to the house. There are footprints near <gasps> the front of the house, as you if get. maybe someone got off a horse and started walking. Okay, how close are we at this point now? Uh, to get up that close to see the footprints, you are now like pretty cl- like 10, 20 yards from the house. So I tell the group, I say, shh, let's listen. Uh, and then we start listening for when sounds you say coming that, from the house. When you say, shh, listen, I respond very loudly. Sure thing. Perfect. Thank you so much, uh, Val. That was very helpful and perfect for the moment. I appreciate it. Sure thing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> God damn it. Um, do we hear anything? Do I hear anything? You're gonna have to roll for that. Oh fuck. Passively, you don't you don't notice any sound. But if you want to really really put your ear to the ground, either metaphorically or literally, uh, you would roll an investigation. I rolled a one. Oh, oh no. no. So, Jared, you get off the horse, and you put your ear to the ground, literally, to try to see what's happening, and an ant crawls into your ear. Fuck, oh I my knew God. you were going to say that. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. It doesn't bite you, but it's gross. Does it tickle? It tickles, and it feels, you know when you have like that feeling of when you have a bug on you, and you just have to like, like freak ooh. out and like move yeah. your arms? But and, it's like, inside? 
oh god i i have nightmares about this literally that's what i did and now i'm running around the cart like shit ah and sticking my finger in my ear and all that i see jared doing this and i think he's dancing and i'm like hell yeah let's drop the bass yeah you're able to get the ant out jared but it still feels like it's there you know like when you get a bug off mm-hmm. you but you still kind of yeah. feel it all the time and you're like oh is it still there it's still there and it's not it's like that now so now you just feel like it's there even a though it's phantom not. ant and my skin is crawling you've got a fant fant um, a fant you got a fant the new monster that i'm going to pitch to Wizards of the coast gorge so you're uh parked out front um i guess i can describe the house to you oh yeah what does the house look like so you all get off your horses and out of the back of the cart to do your various uh horse related and ant related activities uh ellie gets down stephanie you also get out i imagine mm-hmm. uh and when you when you get out ellie kind of just looks at you and but then looks back down, down at the ground kind of embarrassed so as you get out of the cart you now get a good look at this house it looks extremely old and worn down, like it hasn't been tended to or perhaps even lived in for years. You can tell its stone exterior used to be white, but it now looks caked with yellow and brown from a combination of negligence and the desert. The wood trim around the roof and windows looks splintered and bleached by the unforgiving sun, and the same is true for the rotted wooden porch deck that lays outside the front door. You aren't able to see inside as the windows are covered with dark curtains, and there is no furniture or any items lying around outside. What do you do? Val walks up uh, very confidently up the steps onto the porch to go knock on the front door. I run after Val and I pick Val up or attempt to pick Val up to stop them from knocking on the front door. Both of you roll a uh, dexterity saving throw, please. Uh Uh-oh. Okay, I got nine. I got 18. So as Val approaches the front door and Jared chases after them, Val, you feel the wooden porch beneath you creak and start to kind of collapse and crumble so you expertly move to one side and you avoid falling into this wooden hole jared you are not so lucky as you reach out your arms and stumble after val you uh trip and fall into the hole that val has now created it's not very deep it's a the porch is elevated like a foot or so off the ground but you fall into it and underneath and you know, when wood is, you know, outside in the summer and it tends to have a lot of like, attracts a lot of bugs. I'm familiar. So and you fall in and you instantly feel now up to your knee, uh, cobwebs <laughs> and uh, a few spiders crawling on you that you are now Damn, have to deal with. I didn't realize it was going to be such me. a bug heavy episode this so quickly. a bug heavy episode. Um, so now you are uh, knee deep in this uh, rotted wooden porch. Ouch. Nah, okay. So I immediately then, like, scream. So I'm like, ah! And then I, like, grab the edge of the, the broken thing and try to pull myself up. Do I pull myself up? Yeah, you can pull yourself up. It's, it's okay. again, it's not a super difficult. It's just gross and letting you know that this uh, shit here is decaying and gross and bad. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. I scream again, and then I immediately throw my hand over my mouth to try to shield my own screams because I'm trying to be quiet. I reach down to grab, I turn around to grab Jared by the shoulders, by sort of like his shirt collar and try to pull him out of there. Not, not very like gently. I'm just whole force of a robot's arm, just yanking him out of this hole. Yeah. Between Val's efforts and Jared climbing out, you make it out. You're fine. You don't take any damage. It's just, it's just nasty. 
he's out, but I don't stop. I'm just... Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. And I keep pulling and I'm literally sliding him across the desert floor about 10 feet before I stop. Oh my Away goodness. Away from the house? Oh my goodness. Yeah. Oh my goodness. At this point, I've given up and I'm kind of just letting Val do what they need to do <laughs> with me because Val's much stronger than I am, so there's no reason to uh, argue with them. <laughs> Stephanie's going to go over to Val, like witnessing this happen, and uh, put her hands on um, on Val's shoulders and say, it's okay. He's fine. We can stop now. Sure thing. And then I let go. Because there was a big commotion, do we hear anything from the inside of this house due to the sound outside? Absolutely nothing happens. Nothing at all. There is no sound. There is no movement. There is nothing. Okay. I say, I don't think anybody's home. Who cares now? And I march up to the front door and I kick it open. I don't think anyone on this podcast has ever opened a door. I think every single door has been kicked open. I use the door kick sound effect in like seven times per episode. Amazing. It's pretty great. It's, it's, I mean, it's a nat- you, you must, especially on a cult adventure. It's a must. It's a must. Yeah, this is Dungeons Look, and Dragons. This is what you're supposed to do. Yeah. It's like, it's a trademark. How many times have you seen like some superhero open a fucking door, right? Yeah. You kick it yeah. down. Door's broken. I've kicked it in. What do I see? The door flies off his hinges. This is an old shitty door. It was also unlocked, but because of this, it's even easier to fly off. So kicking open the door casts the light from outside into the house, illuminating the otherwise dark place. You can now see that every window is covered by heavy looking black curtains that completely block out any and all incoming light. The air inside is stale, like it hasn't moved in ages. And with the light coming in now, you can see particles of dust floating through the air in every direction. You find yourself in a small living room where what looks like a couch, an armchair, and a coffee table are covered by white sheets. The table sits on top of a white owlbear skin rug with the creature's head still intact, facing you in the doorway, its mouth forever frozen in a snarl. On the far wall, there is another white sheet covering what looks like it could be a mounted painting on one of the walls. To your left, you can see a kitchen, and to your right is a hallway that leads to a closed door. What would you like to do? I open all of the curtains. So you allow this uh, harsh sunlight from outside to now pour into this house, and again, you just see these, these dusty particles just everywhere through the air. This place, it looks like it's been sitting this way for years. It is not a great sight. It also smells kind of uh, stale and, and, and dank. I don't know if dank's the right word, but it's a cool word, so I'll say it anyway. It's dank. Um. Yeah, nothing. Ha- nothing happens magically, but it is. It's illuminated in here now. Val sees Stephanie opening up the curtains, and of course wants to follow suit. So Val runs over to the painting and pulls down the cover from the painting. You have revealed a uh, a portrait, a painted portrait on this wall, of two men in their late twenties or early thirties, sitting next to each other in separate armchairs in what looks like some kind of library or study. The one so on the gay? left. <laughs> Sorry. It's a buddy photo. They're gay, for sure. Anyways, continue. My bad. <laughs> the man on the left looks lean and slender with closely buzzed red hair and a red goatee, while the one on the right is bigger and stockier with messy brown hair and a mustache. Both men are staring directly forward, emotionless and stoic, and each is dressed in all white. Val tips backwards as if to look up. And says, Greetings. 
I am a variance alpha psionic Altonian Lexo transceiver unit, model number XFCED. And then Val realizes that it's a painting and then stops and then just says, Hello. And that's the sound echoes off the walls in the house and nothing changes. The painting does uh, not acknowledge you. I address the painting. I acknowledge it. I reach for the painting and I move it to the side. Is it stuck to the wall or is it just hanging? It's hanging on the wall. It's hanging. Um, I lift it. Is there anything behind the painting? No, there is nothing behind the painting. You just see the walls like a different color behind this painting. You know, yeah. like when you take something down that's been up for a long time, it's like lighter now on this part of the wall, indicating that, again, this has been sitting for years and years, but there is no secret safe or anything behind the painting. You said there was another door? So to the left of this living room looks like some kind of kitchen, and to the right of this living room is a hallway that leads to a closed door. Val runs over to the door and knocks on the door. This time you knock? Yeah. Anything? Okay. Nothing happens. And then Val kicks in the door. God damn it. God damn it. <laughs> this door also flies off its hinges and just falls into the room. In this room, you notice that there is uh, some wallpaper on the walls that looks ripped in some sections and just rotting off in others. There is a mattress on the floor with no frame around it. And this mattress also looks rotted and holy with an E, not like from religion, like it has holes in it. Above the mattress on the wall, there are uh, some nails and a dusty outline as if something was once hung there. And there is no other furniture in this room, but there is what looks like a closet door on one wall. Val goes over to the closet door. And before I kick it in, I guess I'll do an investigation check to see if I can hear anything or if there's any, if I can tell if there's something in there. Sure. That's a crit fail. Do I fall into the closet? It so, falls into the door, trying to yeah, listen. Yeah, so you, I, I guess you put where your ear would be up to the door. I'm not sure what part of Val is the listening part. So that's what happens. Instead of listening to it, I basically headbutt the door open. Yeah, you, you try to uh, do this cool and stealthy move that you've seen others do, but you just put your whole glass dome <laughs> through this closet door. And so now it's just your head is sticking through. Val, do you have dark vision? Uh, yes, I do. Okay, so you can see then, because this closet is obviously very dark. There's no lights in here. But you can see something in this closet. Inside this closet, on the ground, is a skeleton. Next to this skeleton is a broken piece of wood. like It looks like it was a, a broken leg off of a chair. And a rolled up piece of cloth, also near the skeleton's hand. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. And then, because I've made a discovery... And then now it's time for me to back out and tell the rest of the gang what happened. But I can't. Ouch. 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 While he was doing all of that, I was investigating the kitchen. Just kind of looking around to see what's in there. It is completely devoid of any furniture or any item on the counters, save for one tipped over wooden chair in the middle of the floor with one of its legs broken off. I check the drawers and the cabinets. You open up some of these drawers and they're completely empty. But when you go to open one of the cabinets, uh, a small, I wouldn't say army, but they're not an army. A lot of cockroaches come pouring out of this cabinet and are now- Oh my god, hoping that was going to be me. I kind of was oh, at this point. Oh my goodness. Uh, <laughs> oh my god. They crawl out of the cabinet and up the walls and uh, into cracks in the walls and disappear. But it is quite gross and quite startling. That is quite gross and quite startling. Oof. She says out loud. 
<laughs> um, but there's nothing. Otherwise, no. Just the chair with the broken leg. Um, I acknowledge Val and the alerting. Ouch. Um, Ouch. So I, Ouch. I at- attempt to follow Val to wherever it is that they were at. So I go down and I'm like, what's going on? Do you at least help me out? Do I? I mean, if you want to open the door. <laughs> okay. Or you yes. can just finish breaking it down. I kick, yes. I kick the door <laughs> around Val to destroy what remains of this decrepit door. Um, Thank you for your assistance. You've been a great help. Because it's old wood, it kind of just disintegrates and breaks kind of like particle board around Val. It's easy to fall apart, so Val's free. Uh, and I'm like, oh, no, uh, when I see the bones. I point at the bones and I say, hello. Yeah, let me call Stephanie. <laughs> <laughs> I yell your name. I'm like, Stephanie, come here. And when you turn around, I'm literally right behind you because, of course, <laughs> if Val is saying, ouch, 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 I'm absolutely yeah. going to come. Um, so you turn around and you just kind of yell in my face. Oh yeah. I'm like, Seventy. Oh, you're here. Um, look, we found a corpse. Rather was a corpse. I found bugs. What a lovely house. Rather, a home. Where is Ellie throughout all this? Right behind Stephanie, but, uh, seeming a little timid, still kind of embarrassed from what she was talking to Jared about. And I, I'm just going to say, Stephanie has no idea about any of that, so... Yeah. Um, cool. So I'm going to look inside at what's happening. Does it look like the the wooden piece belongs to that chair that I found? It absolutely does. Okay. And you said there's like a cloth wrapped around it? Some kind of cloth like wrapped into a ball. Oh, okay. well, then I'm going to open that. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Like, like a tablecloth or like a flag or something. Someone would yeah, gonna, I'm going to open it. So you unroll this cloth and you reveal that it is a god square, which <gasps> you know that the citizens of Constance typically keep in their homes to acknowledge the overgods and undergods, right? Mm-hmm. Except on this particular one. It's covered in blood. All of the god's symbols have been crossed out with red X's. <gasps> oh, I was close. Stephanie, with your ridiculous perception, you noticed that these red X's are, in fact, made of blood. Mm. I win. Cool, cool, cool. Um, I'm gonna grab the uh, the chair thing, I guess. Um, the leg. The leg. Yes, thank you. That's the word. <laughs> <laughs> the chair leg. Is there any blood or anything on it that I can see? There's a little bit of blood on the part where it was broken, the the splintery part. Interesting. Cool. But it looks dried, like it's been there for a long time. Mm-hmm. Oh. Mm-hmm. Does the wooden leg look like it's been sharpened in any in any kind of fashion? Not extra. It's just splintery from where it got broken off of a chair. And is there a bunch of blood around the skeleton, like dried blood? There is a little bit of blood on the floor near their arms, yes. Yeah. This is a humanoid skeleton, by the way, if I didn't say that. What is the skeleton wearing? What kind of clothes is is this corpse wearing? Absolutely nothing. (gasps) Oh, it's just skeleton skeletons. So this was a naked person at some point. Scandalous. Okay. Okay. Like most mattresses on floors, there is probably something hiding beneath. So I walk to the mattress and I lift it up. Is it more bugs? No. It, it oh is my now. God. I mean, you can make it bugs, Danny. You're the I DM. should have. The, the cockroaches were just in the kitchen. It's just a bunch of moths that come up. 
It's one singular scorpion. That's really. If you're going to bite me with bugs, make them radioactive so I get powers, please. Jared, you lift this mattress up. Uh, first of all, it's gross. Like, it's dusty, and, like, your oh. hand almost, like, goes through it. Like, it's just so rotted. But Oof. you are able to lift it up, and there is a hatch in the floor that was <gasps> covered by this mattress. Obsessed. Uh, I scream to the group, hey, I found something. They notice. I notice. We notice. Yeah, you're all, you're all in the same bedroom, so everybody hears you. Okay, You're perfect. five feet away from me. I what so what is the is it a hatch like with like a turning vault wheel is it just like a rope lever it's just rope. got like a like a iron handle that you could just lift oh it's per- like a, oh, it's a wooden square okay. in the ground uh there's no lock on it or anything there is no lock that you can see Val okay, so I, oh Val oh, okay. oh well, I guess I have Val stronger than I am yeah it's big yeah I mean it's not really an issue of strength it's just a open unlocked wooden hatch so yeah you fling it right open. I mean, look, it's really hard to open doors. Um, I'm sure hatches are also very difficult. So we need all the strength that we can get, Danny. We really do. It but, flies well, open. I was going to say Val's also not very, there's not a lot of finesse there. Does Val pull the door off the hinges? I mean, are, how hard are you doing it? Do, it? do a strength check. Okay, strength check. Uh, are you trying to pull it off its hinges? No, but Val doesn't know any better. And is a big, strong, angry robot war machine bot thing. Uh, I got a twelve. Yeah, sure. You pull it off. It's old and shitty. <laughs> yeah, you go to you. You grab this handle and you go to pull it open, and you just rip the whole thing out of the floor. Oh, gorgeous! I just want to make sure that we're you know we're staying on brand. There's a square hole in the floor now. Okay, so what's oh. down there? It is quite dark, but I guess Val, Stephanie, and Ellie can see. Sorry, Jared, you don't have dark vision. You're a human. Aww. But. Uh, you can see some wooden stairs leading down. Is it like a spiral staircase? No, it it just goes straight down. I'll go down. Val cast dancing lights, so now we've got glow sticks to light the way. Also very on brand. Yeah. What colors are they? It's like an RGB mechanical keyboard. So this uh, hole is now eliminated by RGB lights, and you see it's about, uh, not about, it is a dozen steps down to a small landing. Yes, I'm going. I'm already going down. So you go down a dozen <laughs> steps to a small landing. And at the bottom of this, uh, the landing is like concrete. You're now below the house, obviously. So this is a concrete landing. Uh, there is a closed wooden door in front of you. Ooh, mm. ooh, who wants it? <laughs> Jess, would you do the honors? Do you want to kick down doors? <laughs> I feel like we've kicked down enough doors. First, I'm going to do a perception check to see if I hear anything. <laughs> Um, my passive is 24. Do you still want me to roll? No, you don't need to roll. I got an 18 plus 9. <laughs> so even, even better. You got 27. <laughs> so you put your ear up to this door and you hear complete silence and nothingness. I look back over my shoulder to make sure the whole group is watching me. Are they watching? Do they see you? Are they waiting in anticipation? Everyone's kind of just waiting for what you're going to do. I think, they, I think they all know in their hearts what's about to happen. I go to look like I'm going to open the door with my with my hand. You know, I'm going to actually open it the way that you open the door as a normal human. When she does that, she hears an audible gasp. <gasps> Can Val gasp? Yeah. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I got to do that. And then at the last second, I kick it down. Woo! 
roll me a strength check because this door is a little bit sturdier. Ooh, which is going to be interesting. I got a five. <laughs> <laughs> so much to everyone's surprise, since we've just been ripping doors off hinges in this house so far, you go to kick this door and you kick it as hard as you can, and it just stays. Nothing happens at all. <laughs> Look, we're not doing this anymore. We're not doing this anymore. This is bullshit. Val charges headfirst into the door like a battering ram. <laughs> it has a handle. Before before Val does that, I just open the door. I open the door. I'm just going to open it. I'm done Val with it. Val is still charging still full charge blast in? at this door, yes. H- head down? Yeah, like a like a juggernaut, basically. Okay, Val, roll a deck save. Oh, no. Ooh, 18. You're able to keep your balance, and you, you regain your, f- your footing, and you don't fall down into this room. Oh, my goodness. And no bugs come out. Thank you. Hello, all my podcast friends. This is Danny, the DM, popping in here real quick in the middle of the episode to say hello and give you a few messages. We'll try to get through it quick this time, so let's do it. I wanted to start off by telling you about our social media pages that you are always free to visit and even follow if you're feeling, you know, uh, zesty, I guess. Those are on Instagram and Twitter and YouTube, usually just at Quest Friends Forever or at Quest Friends Forever Pod. Go ahead and take a look at what we've got going on over there. There'll always be uh, new episode announcements and fan art. Big shout out to our friend Kat for doing a lot of fan art of the pod already. Really great stuff. So, hey, you never know. It's just best to be on those and following us. You never fall behind with your Quest Friends uh, Forever needs. If you have the time or energy or goodness in your heart also, we would love it and be very, very grateful if you were able to leave us a review or a rating on your podcast app of choice, such as iTunes or Apple Podcasts, I guess it is now, or Spotify or Stitcher or whatever. Those reviews and ratings really help us get more uh, visibility, I guess, or audibility since it's an audio medium not important it helps us get to more people extend our reach a little bit and really spread the good old-fashioned D fun so you know uh five stars is a pretty good number just a nice round number to throw out there give it a shot i bet it'll make you feel good inside to do don't forget we are also part of the nostalgia network which is a podcast network featuring our own podcast quest friends forever as well as podcasts like The Lousy Advice Podcast, which stars Eric Lefebri, who is Jared on our show, and his band Lousy Advice, as they discuss music top lists and favorites and preferences and all kinds of fun stuff with lots of fun guests from the musical world. And there's also a show on there called Nostalgia, for which the network is named, our flagship show, if you will, starring Eric and Jessica Tercero, who is Stephanie from our podcast, That's the one where they talk about movies and remakes and sequels through a queer and feminist lens. And as the editor of that podcast, I can tell you that it is quite good. So, you know, you can take my word for it. I'm obviously very trustworthy. Also wanted to give credit to David Tercero, a.k.a. Val, from our podcast for doing all of our various episode art. We have a different piece of art for every episode that goes up on the internet. David does all those himself. Thank you, David. And our Quest Friends Forever theme, which plays under the previously on at the beginning, 
and over the outro as we end every episode in dramatic fashion that music is done by our own eric lefebri so thank you to my friends who are very talented who make our podcast look and sound even better than it already is let's go ahead and get back to the action so we can figure out what is going on in this scary little house we find ourselves in thank you so much for listening and i will see you all in two weeks Bye bye So, you open this much heavier door that you have found in the hatch, and it takes you into a long and narrow hallway with red carpeting on the floor. There are no windows down here, making it difficult to see clearly, but we have the dancing lights, so I guess you're fine. Along the walls on each side are more dusty square outlines indicating things were once hung up here. Up ahead, you see that the hallway curves to the right, and about halfway up to that point, you see there is a tipped-over grandfather clock on the ground, its glass face broken, and its hand stuck in place at 8.15, no longer able to tick forward. I walk. I go. Yeah. You just you just go past everything? I follow, yeah. I'll probably stop at the grandfather clock, like, I, or is okay. that at the very end? It's about halfway down the hall, okay. uh, halfway until it, it curves to the right. Curves to the right, excuse me. Uh, yeah, I'm going to stop in and, and uh, check out the clock. It looks like it maybe fell over. Like the impact of it hitting the ground looks like what broke it because um, the glass is kind of shattered on that side and it's got like some dents in the side where it's on the ground now. I'm going to pick it up and like put it back up. Okay. It's pretty heavy. So uh, either do a strength check or ask for help. This I'm going to do this heavy ass clock with the 12 oh maybe somebody should hold me right now i run over and i assist mid lift with jared's help you maybe could have had it on your own but with jared's help now you're able to put this clock back upright and it rocks a little bit as you get it back on its its bottom and you've uh put the clock upright can i investigate the clock to see if there's any sacred compartments sure I'm walking forward as as Val is doing that. I'm also standing near the clock. I got a crit 20. Wow. Uh, You amazingly and expertly find that there is nothing special about this clock. (laughs) But God, you do a great job of figuring it out. It's just, I mean, it's it's got clock parts. You open up like the little front panel and it's like the clock guts, you know, but I don't know how clocks work. Is there anything as an actual machine myself that I can loot from this clock? I guess there's like gears and stuff in the clock. Again, I don't know how clocks work, but there's probably gears in it. Would you just grab your, put your hand in there and yeah, I'm going to so so here's what you see. So there's two doors that open up to get to the gears, the innards of this giant grandfather clock. You see Val carefully, surgically open one door and then pause, and then carefully, surgically open the other door on the opposite side, and then very slowly goes in, and you see one of the robot claws come up and very 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 slowly get to a point and then stops and it slams into the gears grabbing a whole handful of gears and just kind of pulls the whole thing out completely destroying the clock Amazing. got it and then the back compartment on the chassis of val open pops open and then val stu- shoves the gears in with the laugh doll 
and the flyers for the. I'm day. sorry, the what? What's it called? The Chucklebuck. The Chucklebuck. TM, TM, yeah. TM, TM. That's our first merching op- merchandising <laughs> opportunity. Okay, so you've got a bunch of loose gears. So, uh, Stephanie, you walk forward and you turn the corner, the right, the corner here. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You turn the corner and you see uh, the hallway continues, and that there are two more doors now. There is one straight in front of you at the very end of this hall that is closed, and there is another one to your immediate right that is closed. You open this door and you reveal a small library. It's about the same size as the bedroom was upstairs, so not too big, but not super small. It's not like a closet or anything. But there are books of all sizes and colors lining every wall, top to bottom. And in the middle of this room, there is a simple wooden table with a single wooden chair. Push it into it, like push your chair in, you know, kind of thing. Uh, And there is an unlit candle on the table. So I'll uh, light the candle and kind of I want to see what kind of books are in here. As you light the candle, Stephanie, you hear movement coming from one of the shelves as you do this. <gasps> Hocus pocus. It sounds like the sound of a book being pushed onto a shelf. <gasps> Hello. Hello. Nothing happens. Okay, well, I go look at the books. I go look where that sound was. There's a shit ton. Uh, what do you... Are you like taking every one of them down and looking through them? Or what are, you, are you looking for anything specific? Um, I'm trying to... F- figure out if there's like some sort of common theme with the books that are in here um so just kind of like like you would um when you're like in a bookstore or a library trying to like figure out what section you're in or you know it's all hentai oh my god (laughs) naturally (laughs) wait i have i have a genuine am i in the room have i walked into the room sure um you said the sound it was like a book being pushed. Like when you like, you know, move a book on a shelf, like you're going through books, you like kinda of pull one out and push it back. It was in, a, it was a sound of a singular book. Mm-hmm. Well, I can I can tell where the sound is coming from with my twenty four perception. Oh, you know perception. what? That's oh, right. shit. God damn it. Cause I was gonna say you're you know exactly where it's coming from, but I you're okay, yes. You go for it. I was gonna say let's look at the dust prints on each shelf to see what dust has moved suddenly oh, to discover the book you can absolutely be doing that while i'm <laughs> following my... while she just goes over and picks up the book yes. well no no okay. no. like i mean like that's a good idea because like if anybody has like done any sort of movement or anything you know we could be investigating different things so i'm kind of oh. like loosely trying to take in what this library is focused on and while i'm moving towards wherever that sound came from then I will go to the opposite side of the room and inspect the bookshelf dust myself on one side while you're inspecting the other. So I will say with Stephanie's uh, good-ass perception, you know which wall this sound came from. Mm-hmm. It was the one behind you when you lit the candle. So you know what wall it is, but I wouldn't say you know exactly what book it was at this point. Yeah, that's, that's super, super fair. So I'm looking at all of the books, and what do I see on that shelf? So it's a lot of, we'll say, history. A lot of like encyclopedia type stuff, but it looks again, it looks old. None of it looks very new or current. Um, there's some that are just like maps of of Constance. Is there any theme through like what kind of history? It's just kind of like encyclopedias. Like, like, it look, like you're basically reading like a Wikipedia page, you know, like 
It has, mm-hmm. It's all of the history. Yeah, it's the the complete history of Constance, volumes one through one hundred. Um, but there's also you know spr- sprinkled in there's also some art books. Uh, you know people sketching horses and knights and stuff. But there doesn't seem to be any one singular theme. It just looks like this is a uh, quite a library here. Is there a book that looks like it doesn't belong in this collection? You notice about eye level to you on this one shelf, there is one book that doesn't have any writing on it. You know, a lot of books on the spine have like, you know, mm-hmm. the title or the author. There is one that is uh, purple and it is blank. And it is the only blank one on the shelf. I grab it. Uh, it, it, it comes out. It's not a secret trap or anything. Okay. I'm just kind of going to look at its contents. So this book is completely blank. I'm going to pocket it. And I'm just going to keep looking around at all of the different books just to see, is it all, is it all still history in this? Is this all history and like bullshit like that? Yes. Yeah, in some of it's like encyclopedias, like uh, medical. It's history and bullshit like that. Medical journal of, you know, a zebra's biology or whatever, like. Is there any, do I find anything on the war or on anything about like the robots? Oh, the great Which one? War? The, the, the big one. one. The, big, the, the big one. Yeah. The Grayton. Um, no, because that is too recent. That's only mm-hmm. been within the last few decades. This library is much older than that, you gather, by the fact that there is not a lot of recent history here. Nothing on robots or anything either. Nothing on robots. Okay. Cool. Um, I notice uh, Stephanie grabbed this book. I walk over to her and ask, do you mind if I take a look? Sure. Okay. And here's a wild question. I know thieves can't. Is this written in some kind of unvisible, invisible language that I like? I like invisible. Thieves. Invisible. Yes. Thank That's you. That's so the D and D version. The invisible language. Um, can I? Do I? Do I see anything on the page? So thieves can't. Um, I don't think is like invisible writing necessarily. It's kind of like this sort of like symbology that only you would understand. I would say, Jared. But it's visible. Okay. Yeah. But as you hold open this book and like study it, so Stephanie kind of flipped through it, saw it was blank, put it in her bag. You, Jared, hold the book open for a while and are staring at it to look for these things. And as you do, words start appearing on the page as if they are being written in real time. Okay. Uh, I don't need like citrus or a hairdryer or anything for this. This is just... No, these words <laughs> just start appearing. Oh my God, yes. And actually, it's just one word. <gasps> Everyone, I can read it. A word appeared. It says trapped, but spelled like the band. T-R-A-P-T. No, it is Shit. not. It is not. <laughs> no, I'm just... I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, It's trapped. Okay. I come over and I look at the book and I'm like, oh, weird. I didn't see anything. And then I look. Do I see it too? Yes, now you see it. So it says trapped. Um, How? How? That's a good... Yeah. Let's talk to the book and see what happens. Yeah. Okay. I I say that looking at the book. Does anything happen? Weak. Okay. It says weak. Um, Do you require assistance? Can Can we help you? Do you want help? Wow, that's a lot of questions. Help. Okay. Val looks at the book and says, Greetings. 
I am a variance alpha psionic Altonian <laughs> Lexo transceiver unit, model number XFCED001, but you can call me Val for short. It's great to meet you. <laughs> the book this is now okay. just said okay. Okay. Um, I say to the book, help how. Okay, trapped again. Okay, book. You need to help us with this yeah. nonsense. Um, trapped. How were you trapped? Oh, cool. Demon. Love Sick. that. Love it. Love, okay. Love. Um, are you from Nowntown? Nowntown. Got it. Okay. Do you know how we can help you? Clock. Oh. Oh. Okay. Val's uh, com- back compartment plung opens, and Val reaches and grabs a single gear and put- places the gear on the book. Nothing happens. Um, okay. I'm going to suggest, because the clock stopped at 8.15, I'm assuming that's when these people were trapped. So, what if I turn to page eight in this book, the eighth page of this book? So all the pages uh, in between are empty, and you arrive on page eight, and it is also empty. And you stare at it a little bit longer, and then the writing starts appearing again, as if it like it did on page one. Clock again. Val excitedly bounces, like a single bounce to go like, oh, but with the movement of the chassis. And then Val turns around and runs out of the room over to the clock and then reaches up, but because Val's short, so can't really reach. Hello. 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 And Val is, it's like a, think of a kid trying to reach the cookie jar at the top of the fridge, but the kid is short, so it can't quite do it. That's what Val's doing right now. Good visual. What time? Fix. Hmm. Okay, I didn't. I didn't see um, Val fuck up the clock, so I don't realize how much of a task this is going to be. So, yeah, sure. Um, let's go. Um, should should we sh- shut the book? Does that hurt you? Should do you want to be <laughs> do you want to be open or closed? It just says so trapped. still trapped, which means closed, right? Uh, good. We 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 love this repetition. I'd honestly say this ghost is a little headstrong. I'm gonna go to the clock. No, that's another band. That's not trapped. That's another band. Oh, that that's is trapped. Song. That's just trapped. Oh, headstrong. I, there is a band that I'm thinking of that's actually called Headstrong. Never mind. Excuse me. Sorry. Oh. Wow. Okay. Um, we go to the clock, and Hello. I'm gonna attempt to. Uh, I'm going to open it up and try to use Nobody's my mechanical... Nobody's paying attention to the fact that Val is very much trying to touch the clock. I'm trying to fix it. I say, thank you, Val. Just a minute. Here, can you scoot over? <laughs> and um, I'm going to open it up and see what I can do to fix it with the very limited knowledge and know-how that I have. Val kneel- kneels down next to you and hands you one of the gears. Just one? Yeah, a single one. So, Stephanie, you notice that there are some gears missing from this clock. I look at the gear. I look when at When you Val. take it, I reach back and I grab another gear, and then I go to give it to you. Val, did you take these from this clock? Sure thing. How many of these do you have? 
Do you take the second gear that Val is gesturing to? Yes, I do. Val reaches back and grabs one more gear and then slowly hands it out towards you to take. Can you give me all of them at once instead of just one at a time? Sure thing. Blank. And then they all fall on the ground in a pile. (sighs) Joy. Okay. Okay. So I, I kind of like lay everything out, see what I'm working with, look at what's going on in the clock, see what I can do to make it put together again. Jared, what are you doing while this is happening? I'm still in the room with the book. Because it's okay. right around the corner, right? Yeah, you're just right around the corner. Okay, I am... I'm... <laughs> I want to inspect all the books, but you said there's too many, right? I mean, there's too many to to pull out and read, but like you can scan for titles and covers and stuff if you're looking for something specific. I'm looking for a clock book. Interesting. Like a Like a how to fix clocks or something that has to do with like how to put a clock back together. Do an investigation roll. I'm going to do an investigation roll. That's a good idea. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Us okay. working together. So I got a nine. So you don't find anything yet on the first wall that you look at. Okay, I go to the next wall and I try again. So that's going to take you a little bit of time. So while you're doing that, if you would have rolled higher, you maybe could have found it a little quicker, but... Uh, since that's going to take you some time, we will cut back to the folks at the clock. Oh, I know it's here. I know it's here. I'm going to say Stefan, or uh, at least probably with Jared, looking at all the books. Like, not not as like a they're going to find it quicker or anything, but like I feel like we wouldn't necessarily leave one person alone in a big uh, creepy house. So Ellie right. has just been following you around, Stephanie, but if you want to ask her to, to do that. Oh, okay. Um... Hey, Ellie, um, Jared's alone in there, right? We probably shouldn't leave people alone. Do you mind going? Because, I mean, I like that book just said demon and trapped. So maybe being alone is not the best idea. Can you, can you just go in the other room and then, like, let me know if anything bad happens? She smiles, but it seems a little forced. And she's like, yeah, that's, yeah I can go watch Jared if you, if you want me to leave. I mean, or if you're more comfortable here, no, no, that's no, it's, okay it's okay. Too. I'll I'll go over there. It's, that's it's okay. Fine. Why it's don't fine. actually Val? Why don't you go with Jared? Sure thing. Cool. And then Val very quickly, without any hesitation, gets up and runs into the library. Okay, that was, and I turn to Ellie and I'm like, that was probably the better idea, honestly. Look at what Val did. <laughs> yeah, maybe it wasn't a great idea. I guess. Okay, so now I'm going to town. Cool. So you have uh, tools, right? Yes. Yes, I do. From, um, from DJ. From DJ. So why don't we roll uh, for this? Let's say it was going to be intelligence for you to know how to do this. But I'm going to have you uh, roll with disadvantage since this is a bit unfamiliar to you. I got a 15 and a 7. Hmm. So you start tinkering around in there. Uh, you don't you don't break anything worse, but you're having a little bit of trouble figuring out what goes where. Um, and Ellie's kind of leaning in, kind of looking, uh, kind of looking with you, like trying to figure out what goes where. But you both are not really familiar with this type of uh, object. So, hey, Val and Jared, are you able to find anything now? That would maybe would help. Do I have to roll again? Yeah, now you're on a different wall. Both of you can roll. <laughs> uh, investigation. Play Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, <gasps> I got a sixteen. I got a nine. Val, you find nothing. Jared, as you're combing this second wall, 
of books and items, you see a uh, kind of a skinny red book that you kind of pull out and check, and it is um, Jim Johnson's Clock Repair Manual and Asparagus Recipes. Oh, wow. What a combo. Obsessed. He's a heavy hitter. Um, I, immediately, I immediately scream, I found it, uh, and I run out of the room around the corner to the clock. Let's fix the clock. Oh, that's... Yes, that is very helpful, actually, because you, as, uh, and I just kind of, like, look down at the pile of gears in front of me, look up at the clock, and look at you, and grab the book. Val, Val grabs a book, some book. What book is it? <laughs> I don't, you tell me, DM. No, you tell me what book it is. There's hundreds of books in this room. What do you pull out? Uh, what about Plums and Plumery? There you go. It's a it's plums and plumery. Hey, a a guide to stone fruit. <laughs> Sorry. Who's it by? Anyways, who's it by? Yeah, uh, Gnarls Barkley, the band. Amazing, so multi talented, incredible. But this is the fantasy world, so he's actually a basketball player. <laughs> Gnarls Barkley is the basketball. Gnarls Barkley, player? the basketball player. Oh and Charles God. Barkley is the band. It's oh, yes. I see. We flipped it. Yeah. We flipped it. See, wow, is. subverting expectations. Go ahead, uh, David. And then so Val runs out of the library and shoulder to shoulder, right next to Jared, and then holds out the book and says, "Hello." You're very excited that you also found a book. Yes. Cute. So now, with the knowledge of Jim Johnson's clock repair and asparagus recipe manual, um, now go ahead and try to fix the clock, but with advantage. Stephanie, are you still doing it, Stephanie? Or are you giving the tools to Jared? Oh no, I'm doing this. Okay. These are my tools. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, I, I just brought the knowledge. That's all I brought. I brought the book. I dropped the base. Oh, my God. I still got a seven. <gasps> That's the best you got with advantage? Yes. I got a five Woof. and a seven. So I say, hey, can... <sighs> Jared. Yes. El- actually, Jared, Elliot, can you, like, walk me through this? Like, I, I'm imagining that these are, like, a- Ikea instructions where it's not actually, like... You know, and I don't know which pieces I have. And I'm also like picking up somebody else's work in the middle of it. Right. So um, I'm going to need a little bit of help. Um, uh, I'm going to can you can you all help me? And what I'm asking for from them is for them to I'm going to be like, what is this or where does this go? And kind of like have them kind of walk you through it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like that. Uh, that visual of them kind of narrating to you. Uh, what's that? What's that game? keep talking and nobody explodes it's kind of like that where they're trying to tell you put this thing in there but you're like yeah that's a great visual um cool so this time then roll again with advantage stephanie and then jared roll a d4 i rolled a one <laughs> success i rolled a 15 ellie rolled a three so all together we get a 19 mm-hmm. it takes a little bit of time it takes 10 minutes say is there a montage of like Ellie uh, reaching in to wipe the sweat off of Stephanie's brow while she's like both hands are on inside the clock kind of thing. Yeah, it's actually a really, really similar montage from two episodes ago when we're doing surgery on Val. Mm. It's very, very similar. Only assignment surgery on a clock. So uh, it doesn't take nearly as long because the what clock is less grape? complicated. I hear they did do surgery on a grape and I'm, I am proud that that meme is not dead yet, but it is now. So chooky. Um, <laughs> Chuggy. Mm. So it takes about 10 minutes and you're able to repair all these gears that Val ripped out. 
Whoops. But then additionally, the clock mechanisms that were not working in the first place from when it got tipped over. And the glass is still broken, obviously, because you don't create glass. Sure. But it begins to whir back to life. And now you hear the ticking of the clock, which you had not heard before. And this clock is back on. Open the book. I open the book. What do I see? So the words that were there before uh-huh. are now gone. <gasps> and new words start to appear as if being written. Oh, my goodness. That's my line. Sorry. Trapped by demon. Must lure out. Oh, I'm actually good. I'm going to close the book. We're going to leave now. <laughs> um, calling it a day. Kill demon to free. Okay. What do we have to do? Like blood on the book? Muscler out. Okay. Um, demon, you're not good at sports. And I bet you have weak ankles, you asshole. Is that, is that helping? Oh, the demon appears and he's so mad. It's a demon named Chad. And he's really? like, no, no. Oh, that would have been so funny. <laughs> I'm going to look at everybody and I'm going to say, I got it. And I'm going to go to the clock and I'm going to make it so it's 420. Oh. <gasps> oh. <laughs> it says, the book, the book it now says, says blaze, blaze it. it. <laughs> Oh what if you God. do? What if you do like the hand, like the minute hand to six, and then the hour hand to nine? Oh, it says nice. That's good. okay. What if I moved the hour hand, the hour hand, the minute hand, and the second hand all to six? Ooh, that's a sweet idea, but nothing happens. Oh, uh, you're God so mad it. that you didn't think of that. That'd be pretty sick. That would be pretty sick. I am pretty mad. I didn't think of that. Uh, there was another door, correct? Uh, door at the end of the hallway, yeah. Yeah, okay, so Val Somebody goes, kick it. <laughs> somebody somebody Val, Val goes to that it. door and gestures to kick the door, but then pauses before actually kicking the door down, and then the foot goes down, and then Val turns around to make sure that everybody was at least looking at them. Val needs credit for this. Is everybody paying attention to what Val's doing? Yes. Yeah, we're, we're, we're watching, Ellie says. And then Val says, Sure thing. And then Val kicks the door open. Do a strength check, because this is also a heavier door than you had upstairs. That's a 19. Yeah, you get it. It doesn't fly off the hinges, but it definitely opens. Is there at least a little bit of splintering in it, though? Tiny bit. Not a lot. It's a pretty, it's a pretty heavy door. Opening this door reveals a wooden staircase that leads downward. Oh, no. I go. I go, too. I also go. So does Ellie. You go down 12 steps and come to a small landing with a closed wooden door in front of you. I open. Entering this door takes you into a long and narrow hallway with red carpet on the floor. There are no windows in here, making it difficult to see clearly. Along the walls on each side are dusty square outlines, about eight on each side, indicating things were once hung up here. Up ahead, you see that the hallway curves to the right. And about halfway up the hall, there's a tipped-over grandfather clock on the ground, its glass face broken and its hand stuck in place at 8.15, no longer able to tick forward. Motherfucker. Uh. Somehow, you are back. In the exact same hallway you were just in. God damn it.
podcast has been brought to you by the Nostalgia Network. Visit thenostalgianetwork.com for more. Don't you hate when you're watching one of your favorite movies and think, whoa, that didn't age well? Or when you see a reboot of your childhood fave and think, did we really need this? Honestly, same. same. That's why we started the Nostalgia Podcast. A podcast where we discuss the retelling or continuation of pop culture favorites as seen through a queer and feminist lens. That's Jessica Tercero. And that's Eric Lefebvre. Come join us for our bi-weekly conversations about pop culture reboots centered around things like... The patriarchy. Systemic racism. Harmful stereotypes and overgeneralizations. And really just distinguishing when people just need to sit this one out. Listen in on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or anywhere you get your podcasts. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, or YouTube. That's Nostalgia, spelled N-O-T-S-T-A-L-G-I-A. Get it? Not Nostalgia. Like nostalgia, but with an extra T, so it's like not nostalgia. <laughs> follow us for fun, critical conversations about media. And remember, stay cute. And stay critical. Bye! Bye!